0: In that pan. That's fine. I don't care. I'm, I'm watching the intro right now because it's uh very delicious. So well, do yeah. it, do it, yeah. There we go. The syrup is getting poured out.
1: <laughs> well, while well, Gina yeah. enjoys the rest of the intro. It's done now. Okay, okay. I'm Pancakes, <laughs> and joining me tonight on the stack. I have ref Gina she's hi, an uh, era. Hello, hello.
0: Nina, hi. Excited I might be to doing some you. ASL today, so if you want to learn some ASL, you know, we can learn together. So, I, this <laughs> dual,
1: pur- dual purpose, um, listen to hopefully a very cool interview with an undoubtedly cool person and learn ASL. Exciting.
0: Oh, thank you. This is wrestling. Uh, the, you have your fingers together and shake twice. Usually like an action in ASL, you do uh, like a, an action twice. So wrestling.
1: Okay. Wrestling.
0: All right. Um, cool. Tune in in five minutes and learn more. This is my incentive <laughs> to keep people uh, tuned in and also my smile, hopefully. Yes. You have oh, a lovely sorry. smile. You're yeah. a lovely
1: individual. You've been a rough all over the Northeast. You're like on IWTV all the time. And now you are in Chattanooga, Mm -hmm. and you are, I know I've seen you on Action and TWE, and of course, on Uncharted Territory, which you can watch every Monday night, only on the Mm award-winning IWTV network. (laughs) So please welcome
0: Tina. <laughs> Yay. So thank you. Yes, I'm in Chattanooga um, until I think June 12th. So I will. I think my last show um, for this circuit is going to be um, TWE Sink or Swim, maybe. I, I keep forgetting which one, but it's going to be on live uh, IWTV. Um, and then also uh, I will be back in the area end of July to do a show that I'm not announced on yet. So I'm going to wait for that. Uh, Gina, dropping scoops. Uh, So at the 22nd, I'll be here. Um, I will be doing stuff Nashville on the 29th. And then SCI, which I haven't done before. So uh, along with the uncharted territories uh, in those weeks as well. I brought both my schedules with me because I don't remember much at all. Uh, But in any case, yeah, so thank you for having me on here. It's been I think, like, about, like, a year and a half ago that, like, we last, um, spoke, so. Yeah,
1: I think it was December of 2020.
0: Been a long time, long time. So. Uh, Yeah, lots of things changed.
1: Yes, and (laughs) that, I believe that episode you were on, like, we did our referee roundtable, and -hmm. I believe it was lost to the ethers, um, so much to everyone's dismay but we have you back now i'm excited to speak with you um excited for everyone to learn more about you and jumping right into things uh you were refing a lot out of the northeast mm-hmm. and now you're you've been in the southeast and you'll be back in the southeast mm-hmm. what if any are there any differences between like roughing in the northeast versus the southeast is it is the crowds different do you have to i mean i know the talent is essentially different but
0: yeah um i think that for the most part and i still need more time to learn that because that's actually an interesting question i was talking to uh my home school in connecticut which is test, test of strength wrestling um i was kind of like telling them that in tag matches you'll see southern tag matches be different um tag matches there's like more you know tags like all over the place whereas like in the northeast uh especially when you get like to those crazy tag matches where things just fall apart towards the end of it people aren't too worried about tags there um i've done more lucha tag rules in the northeast than down here um and you know it's it's funny because like when i saw um <clears throat> the henry uh couple days ago, um I was asking him, because I live in Florida now. Don't know where I'm gonna be in the future. But yeah, I have like a house in Florida and then I'm like just moving all over the place. So uh it's very interesting watching like him tell like, you know, he his experience of wrestling in Florida is that Floridian crowds are very spoiled. They have NXT to go to whatever they want to, uh AW especially, you could just go um over to Universal and get um, Tickets for a house show, not house show, I'm sorry, for dark shows there. Uh, so that type of wrestling in Florida is like, people don't know me very well there. So I have to like uh, really earn my wings um, versus like any companies that work with IWTV, they know me quite well. So when I said, hey, I'm going to be in Chattanooga for Uncharted, um, all of a sudden, like uh, people have been say, yeah, I work here, here and here. Uh, so it's uh, quite nice to be living in a place that's about like 18 minutes away so I could get to TWE. Uh, we did some training yesterday, and there, there is some uh, differences, I'd say, in like how people uh, do things. Sometimes I see people like use opposite side stuff. Like normally I'm like used to do something with my right hand. Maybe they do it with their left hand, et cetera. Uh, and the ropes are lower. The ropes are lower so I can actually get out without my face being right next to the ropes. I don't know what it is about New England. I've seen it in Pennsylvania where the ropes are at a reasonable height, but New England area, why are your ropes so high? <laughs> it gets up to here on me. You know how embarrassing it is for me to get a photo and like this comes across my face. It's like, I'm getting redacted. Like I'm, you know, like in like some sort of like a conspiracy theory poster or whatever, like, oh, we, we can't really see your face.
1: Like a, it's an inside like sort
0: of thing. So I don't know what it is, but like the ropes are higher. Don't don't do this to me, please. It's embarrassing for all of us. Uh, but yeah, the ropes are lower. Uh, so, yeah, it's um, I think that the main differences I've seen are in tag team wrestling. I went on uh, spiel with that, but I, I wanted to get to the ropes part because I tweeted about that earlier. And um, people told me just to get taller. And I was like, all right, that's great advice. I'll be I'll be sure to do that helpful. Very, very helpful.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that just goes right across your eyes, like you're um, like in witness protection or like, you're on like one of those like crime documents. <laughs> yeah, witness
0: protection. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, but that, that does happen to me depending on the angle of the camera as well. Uh, but yeah, mostly in areas like in Connecticut, where the reps go up to here on me. And hmm. well, anyways, I wonder, like, I wonder why that is like, I think it's probably how the ring posts are made. Um, cause I mean, yeah, well, we'll just go with that. <laughs> I think it's how the ring posts are made. Sometimes I also worked in rings like, um, oh, I can't remember, uh, the top rope ring that they use sometimes around, especially Massachusetts. Uh, that's like a low, low boy. So it's, it's lower. Uh, it might be related to that, but you would probably have to ask somebody who knows rings very well, like a uh, uh, Rip. Rip Bison knows uh, rings very well. So he's a good person to ask.
1: Keep Interesting. I'll file that away for later. <laughs> um, so what were you like as a youngster? What was Gina like in her youth? <laughs> uh,
0: Gina in my youth, it's quite interesting because like my parents, um, never gave me like gender norms. So I was just kind of like exploring gender stuff, like pretty freely, which was kind of nice. Um, and when I was in high school, I was like pretty non-binary. I had like really short hair. Um, I did like chest binding too, which got like it, it was fine. Then the girls grew in and I was like, eh, I don't this is, like, feel good anymore. Um, and then, you know, like keep my hair short was like just such high maintenance. I just like let it grow out. Um, so it was like a lot of like gender identity stuff uh, when I was younger, which I, I'm happy for. I think that I'm, I'm 31. So I have like a, a pretty good Uh, well-roundedness in my, in my youth, uh, which is why like, yeah, I identify as a woman and like, I don't care some, it's like, you know, pretty fluid. So that's why I don't really care about pronouns. So use whatever pronouns you want, she or they, doesn't matter. Uh, But for me, um, yeah, that was like, basically like what my (laughs) youth was like. Uh, I did not get into wrestling until I was about like 16. So much later on. And um, I played volleyball in high school. So It was the off season. I was finally able to just watch TV. My dad used to come home late. And uh, the thing that actually got me into wrestling was the uh, Randy Orton and Jericho feud that they had when Jericho came back. And they had promos. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that wrestling had that. Uh, So from there, like we watched Monday Night Raw together. It was like a thing that me and my father would do. And then from that, SmackDown. And then when ECW used to be on like Tuesday or Monday nights or something for an hour um and then let's see uh I discovered TNA and I actually liked TNA better because I just felt like it had better options like it had more uh it had more diversity than I think uh you know WWE WWE did at the time uh so that was kind of like my wrestling background um I didn't really get into it when I was a kid when I was a kid I just kind of like ran around outside and kicked the shit out of bugs and things like that so um weird tidbit but that, that's basically like what it was like when I was younger good good question though so how did
1: you decide to become a rat like what It was
0: thrust upon me (laughs) uh so slick wagner brown um was my trainer and he i went to like a lot of independent shows at the time i was like oh i was living in middletown connecticut i didn't realize that east harper connecticut had a local show i could go to so i went there he saw me there and he goes like oh so um are you ever interested in wrestling and i was like no uh but then he said well why don't you come in for a free class anyways i'm like all right and then we did bumps and I'm like, this is terrible. Why would you do this? This is really bad. Um, so I kind of gave it a break. I was like uh, a little bit more focused on like uh, something else at the time. And like when I reached that goal and that project, I revisited it and I said, you know, like I really like being a part of wrestling. I don't wanna wrestle cause like I'll break my ass or something. So could I do something else? Um, then I wanted to be a manager then uh the person i was supposed to be managing broke his ass legitimately he like tore his glute or something i didn't know that was possible um and then they just said well we got practice matches for you to ref if you want to give it a shot and from there i just found it very interesting um i learned very quickly that i was not a very dedicated fan because i had no idea what i was doing at all um so i had to learn like really quickly but it's cool. I I like it a lot because you just get to work with uh, different people throughout the night. It's always a challenge. Uh, and when you are like good as like these other roles, um, and you're very good at them, it really does make a difference, I think. And that really like comes down to a lot of different roles. Like if you're a timekeeper, I love good timekeepers. I love good people who are at Bell. Um, you know, I, I love people who are like great at camera stuff, so those types of roles are really vital, and I think that anybody who's interested in wrestling should just explore those avenues too. Uh, even being interviewers are important. Interviewer, so because um, you know we we could get like more content out there. We could learn more about people. When I was in college, I just listened to like shoot interviews constantly because I thought it was just like so interesting. Uh, so you're doing the Lord's work here, pancakes. Now. <laughs> comma um that's my transition into the next question i don't know how to end
1: this oh no you're fine um i certainly appreciate that thank you very much for all the kind words i have been working with my local for well i've been going to my local for 10 years and probably working with them for about eight doing just kind of whatever they need me to do Um, i'll sit at the merch table or do doors or whatever.
0: (laughs) I think one of my first jobs that I had was sewing patches onto uh, rep shirts because I was like the only person who um, knew how to sew Um, and every now and then I'll bring my sewing kit with me if I'm able to and then like ask people if they need their gear repaired. I probably um, I probably fixed like a whole bunch of like Max uh, Max Casters like jackets. (laughs) He'd say like like, oh there's like a seam that busts here Could you fixed it. I'm like okay. (laughs) So he's one of, like, my uh, better customers in that. Uh, so, I hope that yeah. they at least
1: tip you if you don't charge them. But you should.
0: Well, I, I, my seams are not great. Like, uh, on Sunday, I did a birthday party at TWE. My first birthday party. I've never done one of those before. And I was, like, sitting there sewing, like, my pants because I had new pants and I don't have my machine with me. Like, on new ref pants. I gotta, like, sew them. So, uh, yeah.
1: Do you, so, like, do you have like a special pair of rough pants or like do you have like a go to like brand of pants?
0: So Lee is basically the, the brand that I'm going to now because women's pants don't have pockets. Uh, and that's a huge problem because like especially when I'm using earpieces, what I typically like to do if it has a clip with the uh, walkie talkie, I like to tape it to uh, my belt. And there was no tape unfortunately at Uncharted last week. So if you look carefully during, uh, the first match that I did, especially when I exited the ring to check on the people after they did a dive, uh, the, the pack just like flew off and <laughs> I was just like, ah, oh, geez, cause I'm like Chicago and Chris Bankos was there. I used to like, you know, rely on him for tape, but I really shouldn't do that. Uh, so then I just kept it in my pocket and, uh, luckily I got a new pair, but I just never hemmed them. So like, typically what I do is like with an old pair, I'll just like keep it on for like, um like hardcore matches or like death matches or something. I've yet to do a death match. Maybe in the near future, I might be able to do one. So I have those pants ready. Um, But yeah, I think Lee is pretty good. They're very sturdy um, and they have deep pockets in both the front and the back as well. So uh, some people say that like basketball ref uniform pants are really good too. But um, I can never find any that are like in a good size for a good price, and I can hem my own pants, so that that's like not an issue. Some people have to get them tailored.
1: If you want them to like yeah. look nice, you probably need to like make a modification. I I never even like until you mentioned it, I never even thought about ref pants. But now that you have mentioned it, I'm <laughs> like, huh? Because as a as a as a lady that wears ladies' clothes. That no pockets thing, real pain in the ass.
0: It is, Yeah, it's terrible, especially when Plus, there's no pockets in the ass. Then like, right? you know, like I look like an idiot sometimes, especially when I get, I'm like, because uh, I normally put my hands in my pockets and I'm like, don't know where to put my hands. I'm just like, you know, and it like, you, you have to <laughs> do this or that. Yeah. You can't stand casually.
1: It's, yeah, a, it's a very weird. big
0: problem that I think America needs to talk about more why don't we hit our pockets i if i have my purse i use
1: like a crossbody so i always just hold my purse strap
0: i think i like do that a grasp
1: lot too. my purse
0: yeah i think i think i do that a lot too now that I think or I that.
1: or i try to put my hands in my pockets and i just like brush my thighs and like <laughs> dope yep <I> was like, <laughs> just now. kidding <laughs>
0: <hands."> <laughs> <laughs> try to like brush that off oh, we're, we're okay
1: we're good <laughs> but the other thing too with like women's pants is like quality not always the uh, sturdiest of trousers
0: yeah a lot of the times when I wear clothes I mostly buy from consignment uh so if I'm lucky and there's a shorter person in my pant size like the the pants are already hemmed for me uh and then if I'm unlucky it's hemmed terribly and I have to like find some way to finagle with it Uh, but rep pants I always buy new just because they get worn um and shoes, I try to get like the heavy duty shoes because it's just better. Um, even if like you're, you don't necessarily have to like do a hardcore match to like wear the heavy um, soles. Uh, yeah, it's just better for you. So um, yeah, I bought a new pair uh, as well with those. But some people swear by certain. Uh, some some refs even wear wrestling boots, which is interesting. I have not really seen many do so lately, but they swear by it because it gives a better ankle support and that makes sense. And if you're shiny shoes, then your shoes are just shiny. Yeah. Take that away from you though, I promise.
1: I mean, that can be like, it's kind of his thing. So if he wants to have the shiniest of shoes, then by all means. So where, I know you, you kind of, Briefly mentioned it, but um, where did you train, and what were some of the best things you learned while training? Like,
0: um, it's a test of strength that's in East Hartford, Connecticut. That's run by Slick Wagner Brown. Um, Bobby Ocean's also the trainer there. They've been actually doing pretty well uh, since I left a couple of years ago. Every now and then I go up there. I'm actually going to be there on the ninth memorize that. You didn't see me do that thing. Um, so it's uh, a, what? yeah. What, what are you talking about? Um, so that school is a killer Kowalski school. It's um, a school that is also sister schools with top rope. Uh, not I'm sorry, not top rope. I, I'm sorry. I mean, Bell Time, Bell Time Club uh, that's run by Bo Douglas. So uh, people like Alec Price came from Bell Time, Channing Thomas came from Bell Time, Little Me, Kathleen, I think did some training there. I would have to double check on that. Uh, but yeah, there, so we have like a killer Kowalski type of, especially in the Northeast and the Connecticut, Massachusetts area, especially in Massachusetts. Um, that that's where like the killer Kowalski type of like heritage, at least in that area came from. So a slick train people like Sumi Sakai, Eddie Edwards, uh, we had Eddie Edwards come back and also Sumi for, um, a couple of the uh, shows that I was at as well. Um, and it's uh, the type of training that's like killer Kowalski. So one of the first things that you have to learn how to do is how to exit the ring properly without hurting yourself. Do not uh, go to my bump that I took on Monday as an example, because <laughs> I got tied up in the ropes a bit and some camera people were right next to me so I couldn't exit properly. But a lot of people do get um, hurt very easily. It, so like when we're thinking about ring exits, we're thinking about like basically getting shit hand out of the ring, uh, you can go through the middle, you can go through the top, uh, sorry, that was my computer. And it, so like one example that a lot of people know is like the backwards over the top, like Royal Rumble clothesline over the top, like exit that that's like a, an example of a ring exit. So it's a lot of posting on the apron to make sure that you're not hurting yourself as you playing over. Um, And also having to have like that good momentum to safely exit. So that's one of the first things that we learned. Um, Bumping was also another thing that I learned. Rolls came very easily. Uh, Flip bumps did not, uh, because I know how to do Japanese bumping because I did judo for a long time. Uh, So if you see people like Sumi, for example, when she takes a bump, uh, she lands like more so on her side and like break falls that way than like flat on her back, depending on what move that she's taking. Uh, so that that's like the bumps that, that I know, and they kind of like work with it. Um, even at TWE, like they were just like, my back rolls are a little bit funky and my bumps are really weird. Uh, so it's, a a lot of like pins, some drills, um, like international drills, or I don't know what, in, I think they're in internationals where you have to like run the ropes, lots of running the ropes. And because the New England ropes are so tall, it sucks because I have to like go like this as I'm trying to run them. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the refing—they basically like started me off doing tag matches because I figured that that would be like the, the better thing to start you off with because there's more things you have to be aware of um, camera stuff. If you're lucky and you have like a school like Test of strength where it's like basically backed up into like three walls and then you have like an empty space, There's only one side to sell on, and you have to make sure that you're working that horseshoe. At TWE, it's a little bit different. I have to work the L uh, because they have hard cam one way and then roaming on another side. Um, So like working that L shape is a little bit different. Uh, At TWE, their training is rolls. They also do some Lucha-based stuff, which uh, Test of Strength doesn't normally do for their basics, uh, which is quite interesting um and like heat drills uh we, we did a lot of those too so it, it's a little bit different depending on where you go but kowalski stuff is very like super super basic uh everybody needs to know these basics and you have to try your best you don't have to be perfect at it but as long as you try and get better that's all that matters
1: okay. so who has had the most influence on you, both in and out of the ring? And it can be two different people or the same person. All right. For
0: everyone you um, want to answer that question. Anthony Green definitely is someone who I just call a trainer. Um, I you know see him and Evie every now and then. Um, you know uh, we just kind of like hang out because we're in the same area. Uh, actually, Evie just came back from Germany, so. Uh, it, it's quite interesting to like talk, hear her talk about her experiences there. And A.G. was also like one of those guys who started off as a ref. So when I went to local independent shows in Connecticut, since, you know, he, him and uh, are from Massachusetts, um, he started off as a referee and then watching him go from this role. And he took it seriously, too. He took that very seriously. And now, like, to where he is now, you know, being someone who was signed by WWE, working for Revolve, and now he's, like, everywhere... Um, It's uh, good to hear his perspective on stuff, so whenever I would like see him, I would bring him questions like, oh, like if I did this or this, like what would happen Um, or I need advice on this type of situation. And and he always gives like very good practical advice. So, uh, you know, he, I would say that he's like one of the people, um, Oh boy, uh, Bryce Rumsberg was uh, also that person too. Uh, I never really interacted with him much, but I did one of his seminars and it was like the first of his, was it's like non-physical role in wrestling seminars. Um, and I was like, oh my God, like that's amazing. Like I have not seen a wrestling seminar out there for like people like us. So uh, myself and Bill Thompson, another really, really good friend of mine who's a rep as well. We like drove all the way to Philadelphia to, to do that. Um, and he let me uh, stay to do uh, both of us to stay and do some practice matches for their students. I met Mac Mikowski actually there when he did a practice match with somebody. Um, and it's it's quite interesting because like seeing us at that point to like where he is now is just, you know, um, it's like incomparable. <laughs> He's grown so much over the years. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that that was interesting. Um, and if it wasn't for Bryce, I wasn't able to work for Shakara. He gave me the blessing to do that. And although it was a short run, uh, the Shikara 20 is today, which is uh, pretty nice. Um, you know, I'm very thankful that he was able to let me, uh, you know, come in and work with that team. Um, otherwise, I mean, like, you know, of course, my trainers, Paul Roma and Mario Mancini, who is um, at Paradise Alley Professional Wrestling in East Haven, they train people like Richard Holiday there. Uh, you know, they're, they're uh, I'd say, influential. Richard Holiday himself actually is. I've watched him over the years. We started, I started a little bit after him, and he was always a good person to talk to as well. Um, so I would say that those people would probably be, you know, within that circle. Besides, like, you know, um, my good friends in wrestling, too. <laughs> so that's fun.
1: It's good that you have so many people that have been able, like, that you can turn to that are willing and able to, you know, help you as far as like bounce off, bounce ideas off of, and, you know, just kind of work stuff out with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's good to also know people who work on TV as well. And then I could like also ask them, Oh, like in this sort of situation, what would you do? Uh, so, you know, I have a good relationship with the powers of being IWTV and very thankful for that. I should mention them for sure. Um, so it's a, I just have to like laugh because like when, when you interviewed Dylan, I was just like, <laughs> he, he's such a very interesting mind and for him, you know, like coming up as he did and commentating and like now he's like so involved with so many things and like doing Uncharted Territory. Um, it, it, it's nice to work with people like him too. Aww. <laughs> yeah. <Dylan. laughs>
1: So, what keeps you motivated? What do you look forward to in wrestling? what If you had like a future plan, like what would that look like? Where do you want to go?
0: uh it's a good question. I'm one of those people um like you know Rick Knox once I uh, gave a webinar um, for referees once and he said that he wasn't necessarily like goal like a goal person. like he didn't really have like a lot of goals in wrestling. Um, and that's why, like, he did PWG and those types of independence for a while. Uh, I'm not sure, because I think it, it's quite interesting how, like, circumstances could change any day, um, especially after the pandemic. Like, you know, a lot of people got signed to NXT. Unfortunately, a lot of those people got let go, too. Um, and then, you know, people go to AW. Um, and there's some people who are probably not going to resign. And now, like, there's, you know, so much going on with IWTV with Uncharted being here. Um, I like working for IWTV. I feel like they always treat me very well. Um, I always get assigned uh, good matches that I earn and they do a lot of investment in me wanting for me to improve uh, and, you know, for me to also give something good to their product, um, vice versa. So Southeast versus I'd say like a good, um, you know, transitional step to whatever the next thing is. So um, it's good to know that I could get here within a day (laughs) uh, if needed. And I would like to actually um, come up here more often to work. It's quite interesting working in a territory where people actually work together because in the Northeast, everything is just like so oversaturated. You have so much talent there, but you also have lots of different companies and all kinds of areas within like probably a few hours drive from each other. So you're always guaranteed work. Uh, in Florida, it's definitely harder. Um, you know, I did some work with WWN there. So, you know, uh, maybe getting up uh, to do some other shows would be a nice, like, goal for, you know, the future. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of things could change. A lot of things could change. So, uh, we'll just see how things go. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm i excited to see the future because uh, it feels like everything's, like, moving in a good direction.
1: Good. I look forward to seeing you on like every show I watch on IWTV. I just want to see you on all of them. I always get excited. That (laughs) (laughs)
0: That would
1: be nice. I always get excited because they're just, and and I'm seeing more of them now, but to just have more like female representation within that rough Mm -hmm. space. Because I can think of a few off the top of my head, but only within the last you know couple years has that really been yeah a thing?
0: right i also noticed that as well um like crystal um you know she's doing so good uh, uh and you know she's getting like a lot of um good stuff in the northeast uh it, yeah i have been noticing that there's more um women referees coming up through the ranks and non-male referees as well uh the last couple of years where i was like a little bit ahead of the curve by starting um you know a few years beforehand uh, so yeah, it's, um, it's funny how like, uh, championship, uh, that, that place that I'm so sorry that if I, I can't coast is a coastal championship wrestling that's in Delaware or Maryland, that's a women's promotion. Um, and I'm seeing more, uh, women referees getting booked on, uh, those shows too. And lots of just like women shows in general. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it it's funny how like, um, with the glass ceiling, you know, kind of being broken a lot of different areas, um, you know, especially with WWE and just hiring more women referees. Uh, I feel like more people are comfortable with, uh, you know, trying out different roles in wrestling like this. Um, and yeah, I I saw like someone the other day at, after the action show, and he said that like, you know, like I don't really see a lot of like women referees. It's like kind of nice to see something different. Um, You know like in the way of like oh okay you know it's not just uh the same white dude (laughs) officiating the match you know not to disparage anybody but there there are um many of them so i I guess i'll just end there because i don't
1: know that's perfectly valid um what would you say has been your greatest achievement in wrestling so far and that can just I mean, it can be anything, whatever you... I was definitely
0: getting the Yuta and Garcia match at IWTD 100. I still did not ref the best because it was hot as hell in there. And towards, like, the last 15 to 10 minutes, you could see me kind of, like, tapering off. Um, like, God damn it, like, Kevin and Logan had waters for these guys, like, at ringside. I'm like, where the hell's my water? Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I was, like,
1: <laughs> You're dehydrated. You're dehydrated.
0: <laughs> I thought I was going to die. But that was, like, to be trusted with that match uh, was a really big deal for me because, like, I didn't even think about um, potentially having to go, like, an Iron Man or, you know, like, a Broadway in that sense. You know, it was just told to me from IWTV, they said, we want you to take this match. And because I've been paying attention to Uncharted Territory that was in Worcester beforehand, Yuta and Lee Moriarty had a match that went about like 50 minutes. And I was like, well, if that's as far as Yuta wants to bring it, I have to be prepared for a 60-minute time limit sort of match. Um, it wasn't like an Ironman match per se. There weren't like, you know, only a one fall was going to count. And then it ended up, you know, being the way that it was going to time. Uh, so it was, uh, you know, I, I, I say that I'm very proud of, of that match. I feel like that's certainly going to be a highlight. Um, even just to do like the 100th defense of that title was co- was really cool. And to have um, Kevin McElvaney from PWI also come in and uh, christen that as a world championship was also a big deal too. So it, it was a great show. If you have not watched it, um, all previous uh, IWTV champions were there doing other great matches too. Um, it was, uh, and it was such a good 60 minute match because it was something that you don't necessarily see, uh, outside people didn't get involved at all. They didn't really go on the outside very often. It was just like straight. They wanted to win. Um, and working with people at that caliber was just such, so cool <laughs> and look where they are now. So, uh, the timing worked out great. And I love that match so much. I, I rewatch it every now and then and, and cringe at certain parts and go oh yay that was actually kind of (laughs) cool at certain parts too so I I love that show it's a good show
1: so what is the greatest obstacle that you've overcome in wrestling oh boy um and again that can be anything
0: that's an interesting question um I'd say moving out here was an obstacle because I, when I was told that Uncharted was coming to Chattanooga and they want to highlight Southeast people, and technically I'm from the Southeast, even though I, I would go over to the Northeast mostly for my bookings. Um, and they just said like, you know, if you, if you want these gear, we could guarantee a spot for you if you're willing to move up here. That, that was like getting out of my comfort zone. Um, And actually the transition up here wasn't too bad. I was supposed to be up here for six weeks, but like a health thing kind of delayed it. So I'm only here for four weeks and then back up here again later on. Um, You know, sometimes it it could even just be being like the new person in the locker room and you haven't met anybody there. Um, It could be like a type of lonely experience that you have to be extroverted in some way and like talk to people. And then you realize that like, oh, you know, like they're just, you know, here to make this product good. Like I am. And we're all on the same team. Um, I'd say that doing my first title match was definitely an obstacle because I was just like, I don't, I don't know how this is going to go, but it, it ended up like being, oh, that isn't so bad. So I feel like a lot of the times when you take a step into something, it's not as bad as you think it is. Um, there were definitely times that I screwed up on camera really bad. Uh, you know, one of the matches at beyond, for example, at Atlantic city, there was a lot of things that like when Nick Gage got hurt in that sixth man, and I was like messing up a lot because I was like so freaked out by it. Uh, a very unpleasant, uh, pin that I did not count. Um, but, then someone, I, I won't say who it is, uh, but a veteran in that area told me that you do have to have bad things happen to you in order to get over it. So that when a mistake happens, you just have to roll with it in the future. So that that's basically I would say like another obstacle to. A lot of the times like you just can't be prepared uh, when you're refereeing. When you are wrestling, it might be different because it might tell you beforehand what your match is going to be so you have like an idea but when you're refereeing sometimes you just don't know and you just have to hit that obstacle when you get to it just climb that wall so um, that's the best advice I could give to anybody if you're going to be in this position in the future that's a good question thank
1: you so if you had a referee Gina action figure and it was (laughs) and it was i mean if you're if you are a kid and you're playing with action figures and you're making them wrestle you need a rep you have to have <laughs> one not all matches are going to be you know like unsanctioned or whatever and even then you still need a rep to count the pin i
0: don't know like if there's action figures and i think it's all matches are unsanctioned when there's action figures involved because you
1: can do anything you want I <laughs> mean if you want to throw your action figure off the roof and i mean you can do that but as a as I didn't play with wrestling action figures, but I did have a little brother. He played with wrestling action figures, and I remember we bought a set specifically because it had a referee in it. So because he didn't have one and he needed a ref, you yeah, have to have one. So if you had a ref in action figure, and it was one of the one of the like the talky ones where you can like has you know like a little button and it says words and phrases, yeah. what would you want it to say, and what accessories would it come with?
0: Oh gosh. What would I want it to say? What, so what do I get? Like three options? Yeah. Let's go with three. Okay. So the first thing that I would uh, want to say is probably get out of the corner because I say that like a million times constantly. Um, it probably be me screaming at Adam priest because now he's like on my shit list of people. Uh, i mean
1: i feel like he's on a lot of people's
0: yeah well the thing is like i don't really work with him very often and now i'm working with him too Too much often and it's like (laughs) like he was gouging out akira's eyes on monday and i pulled him aside i'm like adam he's like what? so uh yeah probably screaming at adam priest is one thing oh gosh I don't know, probably like ring the bell. That's not like a good, I don't really say much in there except like asking people if they're okay. Um, Now, if it was like an action figure that was like me just being like me and like being ridiculous, like before a show starts, uh, you know, probably be yelling at people to, you know, you're on deck, get ready for your match if you don't show up I'm gonna get mad at you probably about me just getting like mad at someone about something I get like very curmudgeon uh before before matches uh yeah but the, I don't know like what I would prefer the IWTV uniform because I hate stripes so much I really really don't like stripes um it I don't know polos are like kind of the way to go um yeah I mean I, I don't I don't know like what my hands are doing. I usually do this for three because it's a sign language thing for three. um Whenever I point to the bell, it's usually my gun finger. And yeah. So
1: you would have like one hand with the three and one hand with the gun finger.
0: Yeah, you know that. well let's do that. Or me. <laughs> there we go. And then you know you could pose them in different ways. Oh yeah. my god. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Not a good action figure.
1: That would be every like I'm telling you, like you need a ref action figure. There's
0: just not. Yeah, I, mean, I guess so.
1: <laughs> you can only have so many like, I guess Earl Hebner ref action figures. I don't know of anybody else. I don't have Any specific?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, he's earned one. I, you know, I have yet to <laughs> earn anything. So, oh, <laughs> we'll see. But you know, I I try the best I can sorry I'm looking at the chat and yes shiny shoes um oh but your family now that's very sweet I'm sorry there's a couple of questions here in here that I thought were quite interesting do you oh, want no to, uh, look at these not at
1: all um we yeah. do usually do like questions from chat at the end but if you want to you know again, let's, watching, wait for,
0: let's wait for the end that's fine
1: that's fine as like if I, you're don't watching, wanna, I don't want to wanna... mess with
0: your blow my bad <laughs> this is this is about you this isn't about me
1: we're not here for me. I could do this anytime. <laughs> Nobody cares what I have to say. Oh, we'll me? just go. We'll just
0: go forward. Just go I'm forward.
1: not important. I don't do anything. Uh,
0: oh, but you are important. We're interviewing. That's what we're doing right now.
1: So, favorites. When you're on the road, because you drive all the time, wrestling, yeah. people drive all the time. Uh-huh.
0: What do you like to listen to
1: when you're on the road?
0: Oh, God. It's probably like something stupid. I've uh, been getting into the uh, Matt and Trey South Park commentaries lately. Um, so that that's like one thing because that's like a guaranteed like hour or two hour content depending on how many seasons you listen to. Um, I work for a uh, audiobook magazine on the side. So they send me audiobook assignments. I usually do about like two a month. So it's usually me like frantically like listening to something. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes I'm like, not really into this. Um, one of the ones that I listened to recently, that's like only about like an hour and 15 minutes long and it's free on, uh, audible. If you have an account on, there's called a uh, brackish waters and it's this lady who won tickets to some sort of Florida resort from a raffle. And she's complaining about her vacation the whole time, but it's in the form of a Yelp review. So it's like just her, you know, just going nuts on like a keyboard, like like for a while. So those are pretty cool. Um, I will listen to music, but like my music tastes very, you know, I like death metal. I like uh, some country music. I'm excited to be in Nashville um, at the end of July so I could actually see some, you know, Nashville stuff and that'll be kind of cool. But otherwise, I mean, you know, I like to like listen to people talk so not necessarily podcasts, but I'll listen to uh like people review stuff. Like there's certain YouTubers I watch. Very boring. Um or I'd like to talk to people if they're in the car. So uh but a lot of the times I drive by myself. So lonely. Aww. <laughs> but I have friends here now, so we're all good. Oh, and listening to Dylan's stories. That one, I just, uh, I finally had a, a proper road trip with him on Saturday, getting to action. And he has some very interesting stories. So I I think those are great.
1: So Dylan should make a podcast or he just tells stories? I think
0: that, yeah, like you just let him go, you know, I think he's so good at commentary too. So I, I, I agree. He just goes off, does his own thing. Story time with Dylan. So there you go. That, that's the graphic, except it's his face. So there you
1: go. And a root beer. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: a root beer there. Nice. Good plug. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what are your go-to road snacks? I'm a snack person. I like knowing about people's snacks.
0: Oh, well, what's yours? So... I mean, I asked you. <laughs> oh, I can't turn it around. Okay, how about I share mine and then, then you go to yours because okay. I, I would actually like to know. Uh, usually, I like just pack like a peanut butter sandwich. Um, I love cashews, so I'll pack cashews. Um, you know, like it could be protein bars, but I've been not really eating them as much. Carrots and celery apple slices. I eat like a liver healthy diet because I recently had like a liver situation. uh, So I have to like change my diet a bit. But, um, and then, you know, there's some like, if I'm on the road and i want like a proper meal and stuff somewhere, Cracker Barrel is always a good place to go. And they're all over the place, especially down here. So uh, I know what I'm doing when I go into Cracker Barrel. And if I go to Wawa, uh, quesadilla all the time all the time Casey
1: do so I've never been to a Wawa Mm -hmm. they don't they don't have them here
0: yeah so what do you have up there because so Wawa was not a thing in Connecticut at least it wasn't at the time so I never like worried about it unless if I went to Pennsylvania or down here
1: so my my favorite go-to gas stations are Casey's Casey's pizza is the way to go Otherwise, um, I usually, um, Casey's are come and go. <laughs> so they're kind of my two <laughs> or, or a cutie. Yeah. I don't, I don't know these places. <laughs> <laughs> so Casey's is a gas station chain. They're oh, well, Cause like I'm, I live in Nebraska. So yikes. But, um, Casey's. <laughs> Casey's is a gas station that has pizza, but, like, the pizza's really good. Like, it's good pizza.
0: Mm. Like,
1: they were delivering pizza before the pandemic. It was, like, a gas station that delivered pizza. Nice. Like, now it's not, like, a big deal because everything delivers. But, like, before the pandemic, like, good stuff. So um, their pizza's really good. Um, other than that, like, uh, like I said, come and go is always an option or uh, QT those are my go to three over here so
0: right so QT QT all right um yeah that one I haven't heard of so that's interesting um
1: QT it's uh it's quick trip but it's like
0: oh it's cute quick trip. yeah so nice see. <laughs> yeah yeah Pizza in like is terrible, letter so letter I, you know, especially me coming from Connecticut, where we had all kinds of great pizza, and then all of a sudden I moved down to Florida, I'm like, I miss pizza. is like right down there.
1: I'm sorry. That's genuinely sad. <laughs> it's
0: very sad. It's very sad.
1: So, what is your do you, and maybe you don't have like a place but like, or maybe like promotion, what is your, one of your favorite places to ref? And again, that can be like a place or a promotion, however you want to answer that. Uh,
0: Fest in Florida and Gainesville, Florida is really fun. Um, it's a little bit fast and loose there. And because of that, wrestlers have much more freedom to do like a lot of really fun matches. Uh, and it's so, I'm so happy that uh, the last few shows are going to be up on IWTV uh, especially love is a love is a battlefield was it the last one that i think that was the last one that we did that was a tag team tournament uh so it and i, I had um artsy fartsy is surreal and uh, erica lee stay with me so we went to the show and we were saying like these shows are so much fun but we never get to watch them back so uh, i really highly recommend like when those get online to to watch those because they're really fun um I really like it here because people are just so collaborative with me. Um, lots of IWTV places are. I like doing things like uh, Combat Fights Unlimited or CFU because they have those type of like combat fight. <laughs> I was going so <laughs> like that. Those types of matches where uh, it goes usually to a tap out or like a ref stoppage, and that was like the first time that I've tried something like that. I have not done like anything like blood sport. Um, but those are cool. I, I do like those a lot. It's something that's different. Um, and it's always nice to try something different too. And I'm actually going to be going, getting up the calendar. I'm having a stay in Connecticut actually for 10 days. So I'm doing test of strength on the ninth. And then from the 15th through the 17th, I'm going to be doing some cosplay wrestling stuff there in a six sided ring uh that's going to be cosplay championship wrestling that's going to be in Hartford, connecticut for connecticon so um we're going to give that a shot but i already like know the roster uh it's it, i think that's going to be a really fun one to do it's like that i've never sound done anything crazy. in a six-sided ring before so give that a shot that
1: sounds like a lot of fun to watch like are you going to
0: cosplay no uh, i wish i could but like uh, i feel like they really do need referees throughout that whole weekend and i, I want a ref um they said that if I cosplayed, I could like do a managerial thing. In the past, um, I tried to get Bear Boulder to do Banjo and Kazooie with me because he's a bear and he could be Banjo and I could be Kazooie and I wanted to do like a manager like thing with and have like a little kazoo and stuff. Um, so maybe, I don't know, I could probably rope someone into doing something like that. Uh, CPA and I tried to come up with something um, where he could like do Strong bed and I could be the cheat Uh, because we like Strong Bad emails so much, so, uh, you know, but it's, like, it's so much fun coming up with ideas, I have to say. So, in the future, I hope so, Um, but, yeah, for now, uh, it's just going to be refereeing.
1: You will cosplay as a ref. Got it.
0: (laughs) There's a lot of places I love to work, and I'd say Uncharted Territory is simply becoming uh, one of my favorites. Nice.
1: What is your favorite type of match to ref?
0: Like, do you have, like, Oh. I like do scrambles, which is funny because a lot of people are like, do not put me in that match. I don't want to deal with it. You have people all over the place. I can't stand in one area. Uh, so scrambles um, I used to do a lot of and I got like really good at them. I was not super on the ball with the action because I think it was like one pin that I missed. Um, and But that you know that's a thing. You have to be on your toes. But because there's not like Really strict rules like in a singles or whatever, um, you do have more freedom to just like pay attention to what's going on. So, scrambles are really fun. I like doing those. Um, I used to love doing trios or like lucha tag stuff. Blitzkrieg Pro, always a lucha, lucha rules. And I used to love working at Blitzkrieg, uh, especially when they were running at the Moose Lodge, because like <laughs> you can like mess around with people a little bit more there because like they, they want to be interacted with. Um, so I would say, like, multi-people uh, matches are really good. Some tag stuff is is tough because you have to pay attention to what's going on. Uh, but it, it makes you a better referee for that reason, too.
1: Oh, uh, promotions. Hire Gina for your scramble matches.
0: <laughs> yeah, just, just put me in a scramble, then I'm like, good. For the, the,
1: scram- the scramble special. <laughs> the scramble specialist over here. <laughs>
0: So do you have any
1: like pre-show rituals? Uh,
0: You know, when I, I used to do like a podcast back when like we were all locked down and I asked this question to CPA and uh, Bear Bronson actually. Um, So for me, I usually do yoga like way before the show starts just to kind of like loosen up. Um, And then usually there's like wrestlers saying like, oh, could you teach me a couple of things? Because they're always like battered and broken and need to get loose so um yeah i I usually do that um but typically like when you're a referee you don't really have like time to worry about other things like they're usually going to use you to help out with like um putting things up putting the ring up sometimes but it depends on where you go the nice thing with twe is that the ring is always there Um, and they have their own dedicated students who come in and help in those areas but um you know when it comes to other promotions, like it's got to get there early Got you to help unload the truck. <clears throat> you have to ask people, um, you know, let them know about like, Hey, I'm the referee match. So I try to let people know immediately, um, after, you know, they settle in, that I'm going to be the referee so that they don't have to go hunting around for people, especially if like, they don't know who I am. Um, and then, you know, you have to work out, you know, time with people, you have to talk to timekeepers all the time if you have them, uh, to, to figure out like what, what you're going to do. Um, so yeah, I I feel like you're, you're pretty much like on deck to help out with like almost anything. Uh, some people, like if you're, if you're wrestling, they don't have to really worry about much besides a match after things are set up and they might do things like warm up, you know, with whatever. Uh, but yeah. If I could get a half hour yoga in, that would be nice. Sometimes it doesn't happen though.
1: So what is the wrestling word that you use most outside of wrestling?
0: Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. I don't know. Is wrestling... (laughs) an appropriate answer probably not um yeah I I don't really think like like just in normal everyday life yeah uh oh my gosh it's probably gonna be like like rib rib is one thing but that's because I mess with people all the time it's like it's it's bad um rib is like one thing that I say uh yeah I I think that's pretty much it because like there's a lot of people who say like things like gimmick like gimmick here gimmick here that like that people say that a lot but you know I don't really use that um it's like a it's like a word that I feel like a lot of people are not like using as much now anyways. Um, since like, I think wrestling vocabulary is one of those things that we have to be kind of conscious about, especially if we're going out into the world or like talking to each other. Uh, because like, you know, WWE, for example, is very notorious for like certain words that they use, but that's because they want to uh, promote their product in a different sort of way. So yeah, I don't know if I have like an answer for you. There, there is probably something, but uh, it's not coming to mind right now. Oh. But I try to be conscious about like what I say though. Pop is one that—that's a good suggestion. It might be pop, but I—I yeah, I don't think I really do it much.
1: Yeah, like mine. Like I will, I will definitely let out a "Oh, that pop me" every now and again. And I'm like, I've been hanging out with my friends. too much. <laughs> Like I'm not even in the business. Like I'm just friends with you
0: yeah lovely
1: yeah, people and you
0: just yeah.
1: pick up on it so I mean I'll are-
0: use it definitely like if I'm watching a match or talking to like people in wrestling but like in everyday life I don't, I don't really think you'll hear me say that say those words too much nice
1: so we kind of touched on it but there's a lot of traveling involved In wrestling, and everybody usually has like at least one really good travel story where either like something really exciting happened or something really like just funny happened
0: or like you almost died. Like, do you have any good travel stories? I had a really bad one. Uh, this was coming back from CFU. Unfortunately, I did not do the show because it was snowing. I stayed with Edith Surreal, we couldn't even like get to the venue, uh, which was weird because the venue was like closer to the coast than where we were, but there was some snow where we were. So we couldn't really get anywhere. Um, So she thankfully drove me to the airport and it was like a thing where I was supposed to leave at nine. They delayed it at 10 and I was like, whatever. Then it got, kept getting pushed back and pushed back. Uh, So I was heading back to Florida with like a whole class of kids because it was spring break so of course they're going down to Disney to do blah 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 so it was like a, a lot of the kids actually I would have was very impressed with them for like keeping their cool in the airport as we kept getting delayed and delayed
1: uh were these it, like teenagers or were they like yeah yeah things? I said
0: that they were teenagers um okay. and you know they're, they're actually pretty good so um of course this was during daylight savings as well so we sprung ahead and just kept getting delayed up until about, like, I don't know, four in the morning. Oof. So I ended up staying there. They didn't cancel the flight, though. So I was like, I'll just stay here. There's a lot of people here, there's a lot of kids here and stuff. So, you know, and it, it was just like one thing after another. Um, we finally get on the plane. And no, we don't get on the plane yet. The plane taxis over to the gate. I'm like, yay, our plane is here to bring us to Orlando. And we have to wait for the pilot to show up. And then we had to wait for another flight attendant to show up. Then someone had to go to the hospital. Then we had to wait for everything to clear up as, I don't know who it was, someone had to go to the hospital. And we're waiting around to get on the plane. We get on the planes. We can't leave until 6.30 because of paperwork. We finally lift up. We touch down. We taxi over to the gate and we have to wait at the gate for another 35 minutes because the bridge thing wasn't working. It was just like one constant problem after another, but as soon as like I got out of the airport, I was able to um, you know, take my shuttle back to the parking lot. Uh, but the cool thing was I actually met a uh, Taiwanese student who moved to New Jersey so that she could learn English and you know, we had like a nice conversation and stuff. So uh, we were able to connect that way and I thought that was actually pretty cool. I, I was not happy about the lack of sleep that I had though in, in the waiting, but yeah, normally all my travel stuff goes a lot smoother than that. I don't really have to worry about delays too much. Um, but a lot of people are experiencing that now, uh, just because of shortages and staff and et cetera. So uh, I'm glad I have my car. I'm so happy. My car is here. So happy. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I don't really have like any crazy, uh, travel stories. Uh, usually I travel by myself or every now and then with, with, with people. That's it. That's it.
1: Well, I mean, that's fair though, because I would be I was like I was trying to find somewhere and I had like a couple of hours and where it just kept getting delayed and
0: delayed. It's yeah. It's like, if they cancel it, at least you could be like, Oh, I could go to like a hotel or my friend could pick me up. because uh, Edith was totally fine with picking me up if like I my flight got canceled. But I just told her like nope, they just keep delaying it. They haven't canceled it. So yeah, that was rough. That was rough.
1: Oof. <laughs> mm-hmm. do you have any hidden talents?
0: Uh, I could write backwards. I don't know why. I think it was just like, like a thing that was bored in study hall and just like decided to write backwards. Um, huh. My family's musical. My uncle <clears throat> used to be a singer in like a metal band or something, and then like my cousin picked up guitar, so I learned drums. Uh, I don't play as much as I used to, uh, and then I know kung fu, but that's like kind of online. Uh, I think people know about that, so that's pretty much it. Oh, just don't personality is that a is that a hidden talent? I mean, yes I don't and no. Think it is, <laughs> well, <laughs> I wanted some to say that have... one time today.
1: <laughs> some people have no personality. Do you so. have a hidden
0: talent? What's your hidden talent? Me? What you got? Yeah. No. I yeah, you could I bet you could like throw punch somebody. That's your hidden talent.
1: I'm okay. not a fighter. I am a total weenie hut junior.
0: Uh, is giving good hugs a hidden talent? I don't know. Talent? I think that that wouldn't be so hidden but it'd be a nice talent. To
1: have. <laughs> I mean, I am a hugger. So, maybe. I don't know if it's hidden. I don't necessarily know that it's a talent. It's That's just talent. I'm just, I'm just, I, you know, I'm just a talentless you hat. to give
0: good hugs, because some people, like, do that one-arm bullshit, you're like... I'm bringing it in. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't, don't even touch me. Don't, don't... What the hell is this? Yeah. Yeah. Right? No.
1: I mean, like, I will... Like, I let people hug at their comfort level. Yeah. Like, some people maybe just aren't, like, cool, but, like, if I'm, like, hey, hugging, and they're, like, yeah, I'm, like, oh, we're hugging then. So... <laughs> So hopefully I will, I don't know if you can call it a talent or not, but it's, it's a talent. thing that I, do. I think
0: it takes skill to hug people well. And especially after pandemic, I realize that like people need human touch. Well, maybe not some people, but I need like no, human touch. It, it's, it's, it's important. It's,
1: it's like, there's a lot of people, like, especially people that, especially during the pandemic when you were by yourself and even if you're a single person where all you see really in a day is the people that you go to work with if that or you know Mm -hmm. joe bob that works at the gas station or whatever but like um i think there's something like too, like needing that like human touch where it's not like it's just friendship based not like sexual or anything. Yeah, so. well it's
0: it, yeah, I agree. It's like a type of connection because um I am a, a remote worker and I also live by myself. I'm even by myself in um this temporary space and I'm here for a month or so and after being alone for a long time uh you do have to like take those opportunities to connect with people and sometimes like getting a hug is like one of the nicest things that you can get um you know it's like a they say dopamine it's like it's like a, or like a, some sort of like in, it's like a hit of dopamine or something like that I yeah guess. um when like when you when you do I mean there's some people who don't want to be touched and that you know that's fine uh so it's like I'd say that the pandemic especially and how very isolating that was for everyone uh including myself it's a very isolating thing like I try to hug my friends who are comfortable with me hugging them every time I see them now because it's like a it's a thing that you just need. So tell me in the comments what you think. <laughs> We're going to philosophy time here, but yeah. 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 How do you feel about hugs? Yeah. How do you feel um, about hugs? So know.
1: you're going to be at SCI. Uh-huh. I'm going, I'm going to be at SCI. So I'll actually get to meet you. which is super exciting for me. We are totally hugging
0: it. We're going to do several of them too. Hell yeah. I've never I, been to SCI before, but it, uh, tournaments are fun i like doing tournaments um i think like the last tournament i've done was like the zero one uh usa northeast one that anthony green used to run uh that was like the first that was like a really long time ago oh no 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 the tag team tournament too i like best but that was really good uh but yeah action's cool like i love working with the people here they're just so collaborative except adam priest i don't like that guy
1: oh. there's always an outlier you know like but last year was my first year going to SCI I loved it I had the best time um especially because I live in Nebraska away from everybody and everything and it's very nice going down to the southeast um because of Christopher because of doing all of this Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like it's my little like adoptive home and everyone at TWE in action that I have met last year at SCI or that I've met like throughout the course of the last two years at you know mania weekend or different places I ended up like I've always been so nice and just such sweethearts and so wonderful and yeah, I'm so excited so to welcoming. go back
0: it's like it's beautiful the funny thing about central Florida is like it's not necessarily southern comfort that you get down there um, though it is much more laid back than the Northeast, because everyone's kind of like transplants from different areas. Like I've yet to actually meet someone born and raised in Florida. Uh, but like when I moved here, like I, I went to a yoga studio yesterday in the area, and I just went to a cat cafe today. I uh, are like a cute little cat ring. Oh, the camera. There were so many kitties there who wanted to be loved. And I was like, yay. And it's like, it's funny how you can just easily get into conversations with people here. Like, oh, hey, how's, you know, and they they actually tell you how their day is going. Uh, Versus the Northeast where, like, people don't really have much to say at all. And, you know, everyone's in a hurry, in a rush. You know, like, hurry up. This is hurry up, by the way. You have your H's and, you know, hurry up. So, um, it's a... Yeah, uh, I I definitely think I understand what you mean. Like, it's very welcoming. So um, I love being in this area. It's nice. It's nice for that reason. So
1: what would you tell a 10-year-old version of yourself if you could go back and talk to yourself at 10? Uh, What invaluable wisdom would
0: you impart upon yourself? I would say that... Huh. It'll get personal, but I think that people will relate to it. If you feel anxious, it's okay. It's a total normal feeling that uh, everyone feels. Um, I think a lot of the times we have to remember when we feel anxious about something that this is a chemical reaction in your, you know, in your brain that other people might not think is like an immediate danger to you, but you feel that, and that's. Really, what's important. So, it is still real. Um, And if you feel anxious, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to go to a support system and ask for a hug and ask to be listened to um, or go somewhere. Uh, So, I think it's okay to. I think the important thing that a lot of people need to say is like, and especially like when we have as adults. Like you ever feel anxious about anything Val sometimes, or, you know, feel
1: anxious about everything all the time. It's, it's
0: it's my permanent state of being. What I learned is like when you're an adult and you're going through an anxious episode or you're feeling uncertain about something or depressed, a lot of the times you're actually comforting the inner child because something, you know, may have like affected you in the past that make you, uh, anxious about something that you're experiencing now or something that you experienced then. it's like, I don't want to go through this again. This is scary. This is scary. I don't want to be scared right now. Um, and you have to comfort that inner child. So I think it's important for us to always talk to our 10 year old selves or whatever age it is that we probably experienced something happening. That's like traumatic and just say, you know, it's okay. Like we managed to survive through it. Um, don't try to avoid things that will give you that type of stress or anxiety, but learn from what you have experienced. Pick out the things that worked. Um, pick out the things that you need to work on. Maybe it could be finding more support. Uh, maybe it's going to certain people and asking them for help. Maybe there's some people that are not good to ask people for help uh, for help in certain areas. And even though like there's things that you want to avoid, don't avoid it, just go in with more confidence and saying, you know what, I went through this before, but I have this, this, and this to help me through it now. So, um, (laughs) I'm looking at your face and I'm like, you know, but like, it's important to talk to your inner child because, um, a lot of our fears and a lot of our sometimes happiness too, um, comes from that person that we still have. So, you know, talk to that inner child. Don't, don't, be disconnected from them Uh, very helpful thing that i learned in therapy you don't have to charge uh, you don't have to i don't have to charge you you don't have to pay anything (laughs) but it is important to talk to your inner child so uh, i I encourage everybody to try that you know find something that if like you know i especially with the pandemic now a lot of people are doing great things and getting uh mental health uh mental health help help for their mental health let's say it that way Um, And that was one of the things that I've learned. And yeah, it is a very scary time. Uh, There's a lot of news that have happened recently that makes us anxious about things that will happen. Um, And, you know, you could always act to do things to make it uh, your world as best as possible, like vote and etc. But don't forget about the inner child who feels like a little bit neglected. And if you feel scared, talk, talk to that person, talk to yourself. (laughs) <laughs> i'm just looking at everyone oh look Rico's in the chat but yeah talk talk to the inner self talk to yourself
1: fair enough thank you for the <laughs> <state> <laughs>
0: therapy that nothing that to do with wrestling time. sometimes it has something to do with wrestling but be human. Hey, be human and just support yourself too that's important
1: that's applicable for everybody regardless of if they <laughs> are wrestling involved or wrestling adjacent or not yeah, so. sometimes
0: there's stuff in wrestling that makes me anxious like Oh, God, I got to like see this person today, or I'm just kidding. But you know, there's like times yeah. where like, well, how am I going to get through like this anxious situation? It's like, you know what? You can make it happen. Don't avoid it. Just approach it with a method that works for you.
1: So, this is the time where you get into a shoot interview where you tell me all the people you don't like and why you don't like them. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I would never, I mean, come on. I think, I think, given though, I mean, you know, to be expected, truly. Um, <laughs> so we just have a couple more questions and then we'll go to questions from chat and then we will have you plug all of your upcoming shows, which you have a great many. Yeah. And then I will let you enjoy the rest of your evening. So okay. what is the biggest animal that you could take in a fight with just your hands, no weapons? And you can pretend it's attacking you, if that helps.
0: Biggest, no weapons. Um, that, I don't know, like shark came up in my head, but that's like super ballsy because like you know where to punch him if you have to punch a shark, which would probably not happen statistically. Uh, I would not be able to fight a gator because they scare the shit out of me. Oof. Uh, especially since they could clamp and when they spin, that's like where yeah. the problems happen. Uh,
1: oh, that's where the problems I think, happen.
0: <laughs> I think a mountain lion, because you just have to pretend to be as big as possible. And yeah. Oh God. Like, this is terrifying to think about. I think a mountain lion. Have you ever tried to lion? fight an animal though? Cause like, I would feel bad. Well, because well, you don't have to fight. You just have to, like, you know, make yourself big, and then they hopefully run away. Um, yeah, let's just go with that. But you have,
1: might, you ever, have you ever encountered a mountain
0: lion? I've not encountered a mountain lion. i definitely encountered uh, bobcaps before, but they're usually not too much of a problem. You have to look for them in the trees because they pounce, um, but they usually go for very small prey. Uh, yeah. I would not be able to hurt a snake. That would be really tough to do. Uh, so I don't know. Is a human being an animal? Can we just go with human being? Like I could try yeah. to be a human. Adam Priest, I will fight you. <laughs> you are that animal. There we go. Adam Priest is the answer. Fair
2: I think enough. I could take
0: him. Maybe. I think I you know. could too. I think uh, you could. You're a strong guy. <laughs> I, I think, think you could take him. <laughs> Maybe. I have faith in you. I have faith in you.
1: So, how do you take your pancakes?
0: How do I take my pancakes? Uh, Oh my gosh, I love all kinds of pancakes. Uh, I tried the oat pancakes and they're all right. Um, I usually put some protein powder in pancakes if I can. Uh, I like to have them more like well done than anything else. I like Hmm. fruit on there, I like syrup, I like butter. I like berries. Bananas. Bananas on pancakes is really good. I don't really like waffles, so I'd rather have pancakes than waffles, so. Why? Do do you not like waffles? You're
1: my, well, of course not. You're my favorite now. (sighs) You've just, like, taken, like, top, sorry, shiny shoes. Um, (laughs) Gina's now my favorite ref because she hates waffles and loves pancakes, and I don't. I don't like
0: waffles. Like the, I don't understand what the point of waffles are.
1: I don't like.
0: Like, because they're I easy to make. You just like put them in a toaster. I why mean, not you just can, have pop tarts?
1: You can like, you can get like frozen pancakes though, and like microwave them, and it's just yeah, the but same. it's not the
0: same. It's not the same. Oh
1: no, it's not. It's not the same as a regular, like a real. Like, like, if I had a, a microwave
0: pancake. pancake, you might as well just murder me. Like, I just don't. Like, do not come to me with microwave pancakes, because I'm going to know it's microwave, and I'm going to be pissed about it. And then we're going to have a fight, and it's going to be terrible.
1: But if the options are a microwave pancake or a frozen waffle...
0: Oh, well... Why do we have to... Why do we have to... The bottom of the barrel? Why are you bringing me to these standards that are not up to par with what we want. You no. deserve better than frozen bullshit, right? Like you deserve, have that fresh batter, put it in the pan. You deserve that. And you know what? I deserve that too. So no frozen stuff in my house here, all right? Do not, do not give me egos. Do not give me whatever this microwave pancake bullshit is, because that's not what pancakes are. You cook them. If you don't cook them, get out of my house. It's like a felony. You should be arrested for that. So I have pancakes
1: in my freezer, but my best friend made a bunch of pancakes. And then I froze them.
0: All right, okay, that that's acceptable, but I like so I need it warm out of the pan. Give me those pancakes as as it, as God intended. If they're frozen, I, like- I I don't know. Like I don't know about that. I this this conversation is upsetting me.
1: <laughs> See, I don't like waffles because like a fresh waffle like has a barrier to entry. Like to make a pancake, all you need is like a batter and a hot flat surface yeah but to make a waffle you need a waffle maker
0: yeah and it's like everyone's telling me like oh get the waffle maker with the mini thing and I'm like no because the waffles get stuck in it every time I do not care whatever non-stick bullshit that they give me and it's just like it, it still sticks in there and then like you have to like put it out with a screwdriver like in the Simpsons or something like it's just you know just get just give me a pancake why put holes in the thing? Like, why, what is the point of that? There's holes in that. That's less I, of the waffle that I could be having. Or pancake is like nice and flat. You can make them into whatever shape you want. But it's like, there's holes in waffles and I don't like that. It's not a whole food. That's what the definition of, of a whole food is. If there's holes in it, except bagels. Bagels are okay and donuts are, are fine too. But like, just give me the pancake
1: yeah I'm not a not a waffle
0: I don't like waffles either right. just not the same Truly right. really not
1: so far <laughs> So I am going to take you on a little mental journey so just like ride the way with me mm-hmm. so pretend that you you're hungry and you go to the store and you're boobopping around and you decide you want something sweet. And you like write down the cookie aisle and you're like, hell yeah, cookies are great. And you're looking at all of the options for cookies. And you're like, you don't want, you know, like chocolate chip or oatmeal raisin or peanut butter. You go, you're like, I want America's favorite cookie, which is the Oreo. So you go to the Oreo section and there's like all the different flavors, but you want like just an OG like chocolate cookie, white cream Oreo. Okay, and so now you still have like options because you can get like a thin Oreo, or you can get a regular, just you know, regular Oreo. You can get a double stuffed Oreo, or maybe you're at one of those stores that has like the mega stuffed Oreos. Like, <laughs>
0: what
1: what Oreo are you picking?
0: Uh, from like the the different sizes? Um, yes, I know people are not going to like me for this, but I like the thins uh, just because, like, I don't know, they're they're just neat looking. I'm not like super into the filling some people really like the filling but I, I really like the cookie part of it um it's funny because like I shop at Aldi a lot and they have like Benton's which is a little bit different but you know about like the same thing uh if I were to pick a flavor it'd definitely be the lemon ones because anything lemon I'm just like here we go there we go we're gonna hug like three times at this hell yeah it's gonna be great we're gonna have a good old lemon time lemon uh flavored things is like one of my Absolute favorite oh, Texas Yeah, it's very underrated.
1: Have you gone to City Cafe yet? Mm-mm. You've been, in, you've been,
0: in, you've been like... in Chattanooga
1: how long, and no one's told you to go to City Cafe? No. It is like one of the like top three things I'm looking forward to most yeah, about scared. going to Chattanooga. Like,
0: it looked like you're about to ready to throw down. Like you're just gonna rip the chair away and like somebody, you and, you know, somebody and, you know, has failed you. Why not to to City Cafe? So I'll definitely put that on the list. There's so many things that I have to do when I'm here. City Cafe, okay. There's like
1: I think there's two or three of them in the Chattanooga area. Okay. Um, because I went to two different ones, (laughs) and I was at SDR. But um, they have cake. They have the biggest like honking pieces of cake, and there's different so many different flavors and they have great um banana i think it was banana pecan pancakes like huge like monstrous like monstrous pancakes um 1010 would recommend all right that you go to city cafe
0: i think Um, a lot of people got upset that i said the thins so i'm sorry yeah
1: the unofficial correct answer to that question is indeed double stuffed so very, very nice <laughs> cute so i mean sorry you did you did upset the chat a little bit with that with that weird thin answer but that's okay um you're still my favorite because you like pancakes and hate waffles and you like things that are lemon flavored Okay, Thank you. and i'm i'm a big proponent of lemon yeah. um yeah, like i Like, I hit 30, and I was like, hell yeah, 11. I
0: don't
1: know. So, um, now is the time where we go to Christopher with questions from chat. Christopher.
2: I'm back. Yes, I'm here. Oh, there you go. I'll let Gina keep up with me. All right. So, had some fun. Answered the question wrong, but that's okay. We'll get through this. (laughs) We'll get through we'll play this. Through. <laughs> we'll play through. So we had a few questions from chat. We'll roll it through here. And uh, and Val, if you'd like, I I do have our famous or infamous lightning round queued up as well.
1: Ooh, we have a lightning round tonight. Hell yeah, dog.
2: Hey. So let's start. I don't know start... if you
1: have one or not, and I forgot to ask you.
2: That's fine. No, let's do questions from chat uh, to start. Uh, our VIP, Vic, uh, started us off with, besides the bump... You took on Monday. What is the worst <laughs> bump you have ever taken?
0: Um Austin Aries set me up for a brain buster once that he got low blowed and I just kind of uh said my connection's unstable. Am I good now? Am I still going? Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. So, you know, Zoomer pops up. So uh that that was a little bit terrifying. Um oh god. Luckily, a lot of people don't bump me very often. Uh, Dan the man from Test of Strength gave me a couple of uh, cutters. So that really sucked. I'd probably say that, that those would probably be the ones cutters. Yeah. It's fair. But if I were to have a choice, I'd rather go forward than backwards if I were to take a fall. But that's just because I'm comfortable for some reason going forward. So.
2: Is that because you can see where you're going kind of thing? I don't
0: know. I think it's just because like, um, it could be that. Uh, I'm not sure, honestly. It could be that, though.
2: All right. uh, We're going to stay with Vic here for a few questions. Uh, How many ref shirts do you have?
0: Oh, gosh. Uh, So I have two stripes. I just got a second stripes in, and it's awful. I got to, like, return it back. IWTV polo. Uh, I had a polo for Paradise Alley Wrestling in Connecticut, when they used to do Friday Night Alley fights, but I don't think they use them anymore. Uh, I still have my Shakara. Actually, don't tell anybody about that. <laughs> uh, I tested strength polo, though I think they changed it recently. And I think those are all the ones that I had. One of my favorite polos actually was the um, 01 USA Northeast, but Anthony Green always collected them at the end of the show, so I never got to actually keep it. Oh, <laughs> return it too. So. They're nice though, they're like pinstripes and uh, a little bit different.
2: Sweet. All right, so we're gonna go to an ASL question. Hmm. What did the devil horns rock and roll hand gesture mean in ASL?
0: I think it probably means that. Um, a lot of the times when you're doing ASL, it's the gesture and location. So they usually go by like the three things, hand shape, which would be this, gesture, whatever you're doing, and location of where you are. So a lot of the times when I actually film uh, my, pro, my sign language promos for uh, the internet, uh, you'll see it kind of like in a portrait, which a lot of people don't like. They prefer to have it uh, in landscape. But portrait's easier for me because you have to see everything from here down. And a lot of the times, when you're signing, you're kind of like within the box, like you won't go too far out of it. So that's why I don't like doing a landscape because you can't see the top of my head. So if I do something like to, towards the top of my head, like um, like uncle, because uh, a lot of the male signs are up here and female signs are down here. So when you see something like mother, that's mother and father, it's like the same hand shape and gesture, but in a different location. So I don't really know like this, I think probably just means like rock on. Um, you know, this is bullshit, so that's, like, another thing that you can use it for. <laughs> it really does depend on, like, what you want to do. If you do I love you in this way, that usually means to take a plane. So I am flying with a plane, you know, that's how I travel.
2: This is good. I learned, like, seven there, all in that <laughs> answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's always location, gesture, and handshape. Those are the things that you're going to be looking for. And also facial expression, but it depends on uh, what's going on in the sentence.
2: Very cool. All right, one more from Vic. Uh, It is his staple question from VIP Vic. In your opinion, who has the best gear of all time?
0: Oh, my God. Um, it's the best? of all time oh my god i don't know if i can answer that question um it's probably william william regal uh but i really love william regal when i train i try to like do william regal stuff there's just something about the wine color that's just so iconic for him mm-hmm uh, and I, I, just, I don't know what it is, but like the, the simplistic gear like that, like, you know, um, Drew Gulak, you know, has like the simplistic, like, uh, you know, really old school wrestler type of gear. Uh, Seth Rollins always has really cool gear. Um, when he was doing like the architect stuff. So uh, but I think like William Regal, there's just something about the color. I don't know what it is, but it, it's pretty cool.
2: Awesome. All right, one last question. This one is from our very own Rico Gonzalez hanging out in the chat. He wants hey, to know, hi Rico. He wants to know what's the story behind the social social media handle name?
0: Oh, um, oh my God. So a long time ago, I wrote this blog back when like, oh my goodness, I think it was probably about like uh, 2009 or so. Uh, back when like blogspot used to be blogspot not blogger when google bought it so um i started this blog with someone and um there were, when i i used to be a librarian so like when i was in library school there was a lot of conversation at the time of do people read more hard copy versions versus digital and it's like a whole like thing that i don't want to bore you with uh, but that was like one of the things that i did for my master's degree for the thesis so Um, I don't know what it is, but like I read both and uh, the short answers at the time was that children actually um, who are very into literacy will actually do both forms. They will actually read hard copy and they will read online because I think it's just mostly about whatever is available to them. So I just found like hard copy, like just something very interesting about that. Um, And it used to be hard copy cosplay when I used to cosplay, but I don't really cosplay anymore. So then I just put foo at the end of it because of Kung Fu. So, or if you want to do hard copy a few, that's fine. Uh, Some people say that as well. (laughs) But when I started posting more copy videos, I changed it over.
1: There you go. I just learned three, like, absolutely incredible things that you just, like, glossed over like they were nothing. Like, first, you used to be a librarian. Second, you have a
0: master's degree.
1: Third, you cosplayed.
0: Well, wow. I did kind of explain the past like a lot. Um, I was never like super good at it, but it was just like things that I like to do. Um, yeah, when you, typically with librarians, you do need to get a master's degree in library science or information in library sciences. Um, and being a librarian was a, a weird type of job uh, because I wasn't really super good at it. But I did it for about like eight years before I moved into software engineering, which I'm doing now. Uh, so the funny thing is like the uh, product that I support is for library databases. And the library that's used for the locker room for action in Tyrone uses that same software. And uh, because it's open source, I actually know the people in Georgia who uh, support that software in Pines. So it's a little bit of a tidbit. So I meant to bring my master's degree with me. I forgot it at home though, uh, because I know I'm gonna be in Tyrone on the 10th. And I wanted to take a picture with me my master's degree in front of like books. The like, book of this degree that I got that I don't really use anymore, uh, but yeah, I used to be a librarian. It was an interesting time, <laughs> and then like when they started doing the librarian stuff on AEW, it <laughs> didn't really uh, go into what being a librarian actually is. But if you want to see like a good film about like what librarian work really is like, uh, The Public uh, is a really good film, and Emilio Estevez is in that. So, um, and he's just like an inner city librarian and. Uh, either Chicago or a different, uh, or like Minnesota or something like that. But it, it, it's about like homelessness and inner city libraries. Uh, and oh. I kind of, I actually cried a little bit at the end of it, because they go through like all the questions that patrons would ask you and come in and say like, um, Oh, I forgot the, what the cover of this book looked like. It, like I'm looking for like a book that like is yellow. It's like, well, God, that's like about 25% of like the collection. Um, or people like coming in and asking like for help on stuff, and I just like I teared up a little bit because like that that was a profession that I did for so long, and like I'm not part of it anymore. So, uh, need didn't, didn't to go into that. <laughs> oh. this is I wish I could shush people in the ring, uh, Ben, but uh, I have to scream a lot so because it, people won't listen to me. <laughs> there we go.
2: Well, those were questions you need to from shush chat. Adam Priest. Yeah, well, I was going to say, Adam Priest is the no, one. No,
0: I got mad at him. I went up to him like, Adam. That's what I usually do now. I call you by the first name. Not you, Rico, because you're so sweet. So.
2: Well, thanks for uh, asking those questions, chat. Thanks for answering those questions. Gina, I have one more question for you. Are you ready for the lightning round? Oh, my God. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Whatever the first thing that comes to your mind is.
0: Okay, I'm going to look away from you because I'm going to stare at Val and (laughs) she's going to make me laugh or something. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Here we go.
2: All right, lightning round. Ten questions. Here we go. Question number one. If there was a documentary about your life, what would it be called?
0: Uh, Secret Life of Fujio Pie. That is a um, style that I know in Kung Fu.
2: Very cool. Number two, socks and sandals. Yes or no?
0: Sometimes. For volleyball, I used to wear socks uh, and Adidas sandals before uh, uh, games.
2: Okay. Peanut butter, chunky, or smooth?
0: Smooth. I like both, but smooth.
2: Number four, vegetable you dislike the most.
0: Arugula. do not like arugula.
2: Question number five. In a tight, cramped room, someone farted. Do you keep your mouth shut or call them out?
0: I'll probably call them out. Like I do yoga a lot. People fart in yoga classes all the time. So whatever. Bless you. I'd say bless you. (laughs)
2: number six name something lately that made you smile
0: Uh, i got chocolate covered pretzels (laughs) that made me smile
2: (laughs) hell yeah yeah number seven when the zombie apocalypse starts what wrestler and i'll say this or ref would you want on your team
0: a very good professional wrestler good choice yeah he's smart he's a good leader
2: Number eight, favorite theme park ride?
0: Velocicoaster um, at Islands of Adventure Universal.
2: Question nine. And we're going to do this about the city you're currently in. Describe your city in three words:
0: very hilly, green.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Those were three words. And question number 10, is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers?
0: Yes.
2: (laughs) Those were 10 questions. Is it wrong for a
0: vegetarian to eat animal crackers? Oh my gosh.
2: Those were 10 questions. That was the lightning round. Gina, thank you. You have survived. Val, (laughs) sending it back to you
1: to me to wrap up this delightful evening um i certainly enjoyed myself um what do you have coming up for shows that you can tell us about
0: uh, in case
1: there are things coming up that you cannot tell us about
0: uh there's some things i cannot tell us about because uh, it has to be announced uh, but I'll get to that. So TWE is going to be on the 28th. We're going to go live for that, I think, on IWTV, um, but I'll tweet about it. Uncharted on the 30th. In June. Uh, Uncharted on the 6th. Action on the 10th. TWE on the 11th. I go home on the 12th. Uh, I'm not on volume. but I wish I originally I was but then you know we just couldn't make it work but please watch Vibe Fest it's going to be on the 17th through the 18th especially Cassandra Cup um random stuff I might be doing some WWN things but they don't go live with those so you have to watch on YouTube Fest Wrestling is going to be on the 3rd of July don't know if that's taped or live yet uh on the 9th I'm going up to Connecticut doing Test of Strength uh in Waterbury uh Kineticon's uh, Cosplay Championship Wrestling is going to be on the 15th through the 17th. uh, Those do get uploaded at some point in time. Uh, The show that I'm supposed to be announced for is going to be on the 22nd and 23rd. Uncharted again on the 25th. SUP, Southern Underground Pro in Nashville on the 29th. And then Uncharted on (laughs) August 1st. SEI 5th through 6th. I know I'm going to be at CFU September 10th. And I have an eye doctor's appointment on the 20th. That's all I got (laughs) (laughs) Eye doctor.
1: (laughs) Tell your eye doctor to get out of the corner. Quit raking the eyes. Yeah, I know. Get out of
0: my eyes.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Where can people find you?
0: i'm on twitter just be advised that i post like memes and stupid shit on there all the time so don't you know don't don't go on there hard copy foo h-a-r-d-c-o-p-y-f-u uh (laughs) i love spelling that last part so i'm on Approachable, even though I might look super serious sometimes. I promise. So. so, did Gina freeze for you,
1: Christopher, or just for me? Probably froze
0: because my connection was unstable.
1: Am I good now? Fair You're good now.
0: You're better.
1: So, so we got you spelling hard copy foo, and then you just froze.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's all you need to know. Uh, so, you can just find me there on Twitter and Instagram, but Twitter is probably where most active. Uh, but it it it's 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 hell out there, so just be warned. Unless you like Simpsons quotations randomly at three in the morning. Better than other things. Yeah, and watch me on IWTV. I have a yoga show. It's Yoga Wrestling Studio. So
1: yeah,
0: too learn some yoga stuff. So thank you for hanging out with me
1: tonight, Gina. Make sure to follow her literally everywhere. Catch her all over IWTV um, on Uncharted and literally everywhere else. Um, (laughs) And thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Make sure to come back here next week, same stack time, where I will talk with um, a little, maybe a little controversial um, wrestling character, commentator, um, personality, Kevin Gill. So, should be interesting.
0: Be Ooh. sure to stop
1: by, everybody. Right?
0: Yeah, be right? sure. Oh, <laughs> Just hitting all the, whole of the things here.
1: Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm all over the place. That's the best part about this is I get to talk to so many different people, um, so many walks of life, do so many different things. So be sure to come back next week, everybody. And once again, thank you so much for hanging out tonight, Gina. Yeah, no
0: problem. I was uh, very happy to be here. It's good to see you, and I'll see you all soon, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll actually get to meet you now. So. <laughs> <laughs>